talking about a Bitcoin dump this weekend. We're going to take a look at some very key important levels to watch with Bitcoin as it's forming inside of this ascending channel. You can see we're currently above this resistance level, and that's a good short term sign. Of course, the bullish trend is still here. We are above all three daily moving averages if we look at the daily chart. But we've got a lot to look at today because I think next week the markets are really going to show us what they have in store. If we look at a more micro perspective of what's happening with Bitcoin, you can see inside of this ascending channel, we're currently in this lower area and we've got the support level that's held us since the start of this rally. And of course, we're kind of flirting with that support level right now. We're just above this major resistance level and that in the short term does look bullish. However, there are a lot of dynamics playing in part here. As we all know, gold and the major indices have a big influence with Bitcoin. And so when we look at what's happening in the more macro time scale for Bitcoin, you can see this resistance area is something that we've watched here for quite some time. It's a resistance area that's played its part ever since the rally up to 13,000. We can even take this chart all the way back to when Bitcoin was at that $20,000 level, as you can see with this resistance. And so these very bold, dark lines to me are extremely important levels. And you can see this is exactly where Bitcoin stopped its uptrend. We saw this minor dump and we're continuing to consolidate in this area. And that's why I talk about this all the time. If you guys have been watching us over the last few weeks, there's a high risk of a top at this area for not able to break towards that $10,500 level. And so for us to be patient here and realize that we've only got about a 9% area between that $10,500 level and where we're currently at, we have to realize that that in itself is a short downside, or I'm, I'm sorry, it's a small upside potential in comparison to the downside potential that we have here, which is over 40 to 50%. So realize that, of course, the trend is our friend. We're currently bullish. And when we look at the daily chart, we're above all three of these moving averages. But what happens in the major markets over the next week is going to highly influence what happens to Bitcoin. And of course, knowing that we're at this resistance level, what I can assume here, as we talked about on Wednesday, altcoins have been seeing some sort of a breathing area where some altcoins like Link, for example, have seen major upside in comparison to Bitcoin over the last few days. And I think that the main reason for this is if we look at Bitcoin dominance, you can see we're in this bullish symmetrical triangle, which means that if this does break out, Bitcoin will continue its dominance up. But we got rejected here at this resistance level. And of course, now we're below the moving averages. You can see if we look at that 200 day moving average here, you can see we're just below that right now. And so Bitcoin obviously got rejected here. We saw altcoins get some breathing room. And of course, a lot of this is happening while Bitcoin is consolidating at this resistance level. So realize this at the end of the day, a lot of the dynamics here have to do with what's going to happen here with gold and the traditional markets. So when we look at gold, Interestingly enough, what I found is when you look at the weekly chart, you can see how we're so far away from that 50 week moving average and gold loves to come back and test that 50 week moving average. And so if we were to see an overall bloodbath throughout all of the markets next week, then there's a high chance that gold could come down and it could potentially come down to that 
50 week moving average, which is right around that 1530 area from 1730. And that could also bring Bitcoin down, bring some of the major indices down. And interestingly enough, when you look at some of the international indices, we look at the Shanghai composite here. Interestingly enough, you can see we've already came down to that 50 day moving average. And you can see that we kind of have this pattern here that a lot of these markets are following where we're just kind of trending up forming new higher highs and higher lows. But we've finally seen a push down with this international market. And of course, this could be a leading indicator for what's to come in our major indices. And it's not just the Shanghai composite. You can see if we look at the CSI 300, this is in Hong Kong. The major indice here also came down to that 50 day moving average. And so when we look at the spy, for example, the S&P 500, the leading indicator for the major indices, you can see we're also at this level of resistance that is of course acting as a resistance and that's going to be that 100 and 200 day moving average and that's the exact resistance that these two other major indices as you can see couldn't hold and eventually came down to that 50 day moving average you can see even with the shanghai it's a little bit more of a clearer view of that rejection here and so for that to happen here with the spy and for us to come down to the 50 day moving average around 27 24 would most likely bring other assets commodities and precious metals down with it and that does include bitcoin that does include gold however realize at the end of the day we're still in a bullish trend we cannot take that off the table and a lot of people are asking me well name what's the downside targets for bitcoin realize this at the end of the day if we do end up topping out here and there's a high chance that a top can come at any point knowing that we're not above 10,500 then at that point, we want to look at some of these moving averages for potential support. You can see we've got a lot of these converging moving averages around 8,000. However, if we start to come down at 8,000, there's a high chance we could see lower price levels. And we know that 200 week moving average has always been a prime entry for Bitcoin. You can see here in January of 2019, that bottom was at that 200 week moving average. And you can see here that bottom here was also at that 200 week moving average. So if Bitcoin were to come down, that 200 week moving average has always acted as a good entry for Bitcoin in the long term. A lot of the rally that we see right now happened so fast that it could be a potential breather for investors that had yet to enter into Bitcoin to have an opportunity to get a good entry if we come down to that 200 week moving average. So understand that we're not going to look at the downside targets yet until we can confirm a breakdown of this trend. And really what that's going to be is right around that 88 to $8,900 level, as we talked about on Wednesday. And if we do break below that and close a daily candle below, then we can assume that the uptrend is temporarily over and that we could start to see lower price levels for Bitcoin. When we look at the fundamentals, interestingly enough, we look at this chart here, for example, here or this fundamental aspect of an on chain metric. You can see here it says that the Bitcoin mean fees paid here just reached an one year high and that last time that happened was on the 27th of june and if we look at a chart at the 27th of june you can see it was pretty much the top of this rally i'm sorry this is the 24th let's move that to the 27th it's actually because we're not on a daily chart that's showing the 24th you can see that 27th of june acted as the top of this rally and then we continue to see downside price action now i just want this puzzle piece on the table i don't want to say that this is completely bearish because at the end of the day if we look at a more detailed chart of the total transaction fees, which is pretty much what we're talking about here. You can see here the total transaction fees typically like to go up 
when we're in a bullish trend. Now, of course, if we look at this one year chart, it does look scary because you can see we kind of came up here to 200 and that's exactly where we topped out here on June 27th before we saw lower price action. Of course, this could just be a continuation up. We don't know that yet until we break one of these previous resistance levels that are currently acting as support. You can see we come up, we see a new high and then we come back down and then the previous resistance acts as support. That's exactly what's happening right now. But if we were to come down even more, then I'd be worried of a top, especially because we know that this has correlated with the top in the past. But understand that it's not completely bearish just because of the fact that overall transaction fees like to go up and they like to see higher levels during an uptrend. And so realize that there are some on-chain metrics here on the table. Now, the one thing that does worry me the most right now is the hash rate. You can see with the hash rate, we don't typically see hash rate come down, not just during a bull trend, but even during bearish trends. Anytime it comes down, it shows a weakness in the network. And so you can see here, we're back down to the levels of hash rate that we were at when we saw the price drop to $4,000 here on March 24th. And so until this hash rate can start going up, Things can be very fragile, as we saw with U.S. oil yesterday. It dropped 7% out of nowhere. So the market environment overall is extremely fragile right now. And knowing that, I think that it's important to have that bearish bias, that bearish point of view, just to realize that we're at this resistance level. We've been rejected from this resistance level many times before. And then, of course, that $10,500 level in the past has acted as a very strong resistance for Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, if we look at the recent times, 10,500, as you can see, once here, twice here, and potentially a third time can act as a resistance for Bitcoin. But until we can see price action move up towards that $10,000 level, it's currently off the table. And at this point, we have to realize that there's a high chance we see a consolidation right now. And of course, this could be a long weekend. As you can see, Bitcoin loves to stay at these resistance levels and these support levels before making a major move. And so for us to kind of stay around this level and bounce back a couple hundred dollars over the next few days is highly probable. And one area that I want you to realize is important here is if you look at this area specifically, you can see there's a lot of confluence here when it comes to major support and resistance levels. And that's going to be right around that $8,700 level. So 8,700 is really the level to watch for a reversal and a top. But of course, if we're able to stay above and flirt with these levels, but not see a closing candle, at least in the higher time frames below these levels, then we can assume the bearish trend is off the table as well and that we're just in a consolidation to continue higher. Of course, a lot of the fundamentals after the Bitcoin halvening have become a lot more bullish. But at the end of the day, when we look at hash rate, for example, we're seeing that drop. And so there are a lot of bullish and bearish puzzle pieces on the table. So the biggest thing to wait for right now is confirmation, right? It's a confirmation of either a top or a confirmation of a reversal of trend. So I'd love to hear you guys' comments and I'll actually take some request if you guys want to look at some altcoins here i see we've got edward oh i'm sorry edward bill rumber and sunny on our live stream good to have you guys on our live stream fu says bitcoin will go up to 9800 and dump again edward says realistically everything should be bearish given the current global situation absolutely we look at 40 million people unemployed over the last two months 
That is a number we've never seen before. Of course, that's going to have a lot of economic ramifications as things start to open up. If you look at what Dr. Fossey is saying about the lockdowns, he's saying that at this point, it's probably more healthy for us to start opening things up than it is to continue to lock things down. Of course, I'm sure a lot of us can agree with that. So as we start to see things open up, I think we'll start to realize the ramifications and a lot of you have heard this before, right? Buy the hype and sell the news. So a lot of the investors potentially have already bought the hype of the things like the economy's reopening and they may come in and sell the news. Of course, the one thing here that worries me the most about the major indices is what's happening right now in these international markets. The fact that the Shanghai composite here came down to that 50 day moving average and it was pretty much following the trend that our major indices were following. When we look at the S&P 500, the Dow, is a little bit worrisome to me, knowing the fact that it got rejected at that 100 and 200 day moving average and that that's now on the table as a potential leading indicator. Of course, there's still a lot of strength in the major indices. When we look at the price action that we've seen as of recent, we just formed a new higher high here on the spy. But understand, you can see that 100 day moving average is acting as a clear area of struggle for the bulls to get over. And of course, when we look at the other major indices, we've already came down to that 50 day moving average. So I'd be interesting, uh, interested to see what happens there. Travis Lamar says, take a look at link and Tezos. Let's go ahead and take a look at a link chart because I do want to pull up some altcoins knowing that Bitcoin dominance is starting to come down. We may see some altcoins come up. So we'll do some technical analysis here. Of course, we always like to look at the higher time frames. What I love about Link is, of course, we've got this major uptrend here and it's been staying above this ascending support level and it's still looking extremely bullish. We have a potential double top here, as you can see, where we weren't able to cross above this area here of right around 50,000. 500 satoshis of course that as we know is now going to be a major resistance level realize that when it comes to the usdt value of altcoins and the bitcoin value of altcoins they're two very different things we could see the usdt value for a lot of these coins come down especially if bitcoin comes down while the bitcoin value comes up like we saw recently if you guys remember that dump on thursday where we saw a lot of these altcoins come down in usdt value but they actually went up in satoshi value you always want to look at the altcoins in comparison of their Satoshi value, knowing that what's the point of having an altcoin if Bitcoin is gonna outperform it. And so when we look at Link BTC, you can see here, of course, we're still in this bullish trend. When we look at the daily, you can see here, we're kind of seeing some resistance here at that 15, 100 day moving average. I think at the end of the day, even the altcoins can be quite risky right now, knowing that there's a potential top here coming for Bitcoin. We don't want to assume that that's not on the table because we know that we've seen major resistance here. I'm not just trying to be bearish right now. I'm always going to take a look at the bullish and bearish side. I just want to be an umpire, but realize that there are a lot of bearish things on the table. And that's not a surprise knowing that over the last two months, we've seen such strong gains across the board during economic lockdowns, which is quite irrational in my opinion, in certain aspects. So realize that right now you can see we're kind of in this fractal where we came up, we formed this cup, we came back down. We didn't come down to this ascending support level that could be quite bullish. So at this point, I'd be very careful here, unless we can cross above this 50 day moving average with link, then I think that it would be fair to say that we should be a little bit more cautious here. We want to see a close above. You can see here we tested that and flirted that, but then we saw a rejection. So if we see a close above that, I think that that could be very positive. It's going to be right around that 45,000 Satoshi area for link. We'll take a look at a couple other 
altcoins rob says 50 likes for a clean shave smash the like button i actually grew this because i got into a car accident and so i had a scar here so i was like why not grow the goatee out but i still have a clean shave <laughs> nicholas says 6500 btc interestingly let's look at the chart here that i've got um just to talk about 6500 because that is actually a level that i was watching recently if we look at the weekly chart here you can see here that 200 week moving average is right around 6000 by the time that we do see this come down it could potentially be between that six to seven thousand dollar level and so realize that six to seven thousand dollar level could be a prime area for an entry when it comes to bitcoin because the real thing about bitcoin is it does love to come and test that 200 week moving average but the question is does this bullish trend continue up and we don't see an entry at that 200 week moving average until later down the road or are we going to see that entry come soon i think there's a high chance we do come down and the reason i say that is because of the fundamentals which have really grasped this market a lot more than the technicals as of recently and so knowing that the fundamentals are on the table and they're extremely bullish with unemployment rates we look at manufacturing we look at a lot of the different industries that are taking a hit from this global pandemic then we can assume that we're gonna see a corrective wave here soon and like i've mentioned before during any bear market there are relief rallies and this could just be a relief rally because as we can see here with the csi 300 of course we already saw that big push down and we couldn't maintain above these daily moving averages and so if we continue to see downside for these international markets that could even potentially put a second bottom in on the table when it comes to our major indices and that could even be for bitcoin as well of course uh, and the reason i say that is when we look at what's happening here it's not just the csi 300 but you can see here even with the shanghai composite we're also below that 50-day moving average so there's a lot of bearish things on the table but we have to be cautious of where things are going to go over the next week or so because i think this week or next week things will really start to come to fruition things will really start to come to realizations of what's happened in our economy as we open things up so abe says just bought a crap load of silver it's ready to break out yeah we called a silver call right under 15 it was like 1485 and i'm glad we got a great entry if you guys are a part of our discord group fu says eth will pump around june and july when eth 2.0 is released well maybe it'll pump before right you want to buy the hype and then sell the news typically right let's see here Majron says, what is your opinion about XRP? Fundamentally, I just don't like XRP as a coin just because of the fact that it's more of an intermediary between transactions. Typically, when all of these banks use XRP to make international transfers, they're in XRP for less than a millisecond before they're liquidated into the other asset that they're or the other currency that they're trying to transfer. And so with XRP, it's more of a utility, I think, than something to hold as an investment. Of course, it has such a large supply. And with that comes less value because everything is about supply and demand. And of course, we know Brad Garlinghouse uh, in the past has talked about selling off XRP to fund the operations of the company. Just a lot of those things don't fit well with my opinion on a strong and solid investment for the long term travis says discord group please discord.gg slash profits is the link tassine 2020 says xrp should be a stable coin i kind of agree with that actually 
I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of what it's used for, right? Rumber says, how come no one is really talking about EOS anymore? Any thought on that project? I think that overall, a lot of these infrastructure projects, when it comes to the altcoins, have really taken a hit over the last few months as we've seen Bitcoin dominance come to increase over the last few years, right? So uh, it's really been two years that Bitcoin's dominance has come up ever since the big bubble rally that we can all remember. And so I think at the end of the day, until we start to see legitimate use cases for these infrastructure projects, and that's ju not just EOS, but also Ethereum, for example, then I think that they have a little bit more of a longer road to go uh, just because of the uncertainty there. And of course, a lot of people are being more cautious with what they put their money in as we have all of these economic fluctuations happening as of recently. And with that being said, a lot of these higher risk investments kind of come off the table. And then you start to look at the things that have proven themselves over time, such as gold, silver, Bitcoin. And when we look at the major indices, of course, that being a very strong market here. Sebastian says, Naeem, what's your channel called back in the day, like 27, 2018? It was actually called Snipers Tube. And uh, if you go to youtube.com slash snipers, it comes straight to our channel. And so I used to be called a sniper because of our trades. Majoran says BTC transactions are high. Would BTC cash take over? I'm not a big fan of Bitcoin cash. It was a fork of Bitcoin. It was almost like a dividend being paid out to those that were hold, holding Bitcoin at the time, at least the private keys. And at this point, it's just one of Roger Ver's project. And I wouldn't say that it's as secure as Bitcoin. If you look at a 51% attack potential when it comes to Bitcoin cash versus Bitcoin, there's a higher potential for a 51% attack with Bitcoin cash. And really it's all other altcoins in comparison to Bitcoin, just because of how massive Bitcoin's network is in comparison to these other coins. And so David Galindo says snipers too. <laughs> Somebody said, I remember that. Rob says, what percentage of your portfolio is in crypto and stocks? Well, I have different portfolios, right? I have a long-term portfolio and a long-term portfolio is where I dollar cost average into assets that I believe will be worth more over time. And so I think the majority of the people should always have a long-term portfolio. Of course, that's not going to see the type of gains that you'll see if you're trading. When you're trading the fluctuations, the ups and downs, there's a lot more gains to be made. There's also a lot more risk. And so what I like to do is I like to have a separate portfolio for my long-term holds. Of course, that includes gold, that includes Bitcoin, that includes silver, that even includes a total stock market ETF and index fund, right? And then I like to have a little bit of a random one every single month. And that could just be any sort of company that I think will be bigger over time, or it could be a commodity, it could even be oil, right? Um, I like to always add that extra one there because, you know, it could even be uranium, for example, right? So um, that as a long-term portfolio, dollar cost averaging, I don't touch that portfolio and that portfolio stays where it's at. And from time to time, and occasionally I may or may not rebound some of the assets in that portfolio. If some of the assets do increase, like for example, if gold goes up, but major indices are down, I might take some of the assets and capital uh, to you know reorganize them. Uh, for example, taking a bit of the gold off the table, putting it into a major indice if we see those fluctuations, those up and downs, but that's the long-term side of things. When it comes to swing trading and day trading, I have separate portfolios for that. I really only like to swing trade when it comes to altcoins and Bitcoin and stocks and Forex, but then I love to day trade Bitcoin just because of the volatility. When it comes to Forex, of course, you're talking about pips, you're talking about a lot less volatility, you really have to utilize leverage, but when it comes to trading Bitcoin on margin, of course, there's a lot more volatility and a lot more potential for gains. Of course, the majority of Bitcoin volume is derivative trading, and that's unlike 
many other assets like gold for example where the majority is spot trading and that's sometimes an issue for bitcoin you know we talked about what happened with bitmex and the liquidations that actually brought bitcoin so low here and that is an issue for now just because bitcoin is such a small market but when you look at the overall perspective bitcoin is a 100 billion dollar market gold is 11 trillion dollar market you look at the major indices over 50 trillion dollars if you think 10 20 30 years down the road and you realize what's going to see the mid the, the what has the best potential for major upside then in my opinion it's bitcoin because it's only 100 billion dollars in comparison to several trillion dollars and so just a couple hedge funds and institutions putting a percentage of their capital into bitcoin will really increase its price of course there's a lot of other factors involved there's a lot of people that have had bitcoin in the past that have yet to sell there's a lot of whales that are holding bitcoin that could sell but at the end of the day it's a limited supply and it has deflationary properties to it and at, at the end of the day it's a digital version of gold in, in all reality you know you look at what's happening with venezuela venezuela going to the bank of england and saying hey where's our gold reserves we need it during this crisis we need money and the bank of england saying no we're not going to give you guys access to your own gold that becomes an issue if it was bitcoin they wouldn't have to store it in the bank of england with fears that the people in their country are going to come and steal the gold but at the end of the day that's an issue with a physical commodity a physical precious metal that bitcoin doesn't have right so there's a lot of things that bitcoin has that makes it such a valuable asset over the long term and a potential preservation of wealth uh, but like all markets you realize that when we see a bloodbath all markets are affected and so that's why i'm a little bit worried about what's happening here with the major indices in the international markets because you can see this is quite the red candle here this could potentially be a top here for the shanghai composite you look at what's happening here with the hong kong major indice we also came down and so really it's just a question of are we next David says, do you use any maps to, uh, or apps to manage your portfolio? Uh, there are several apps that I like to use. A lot of them are under the resources in our Discord. Um, but for the most part, you know, uh, I, I just utilize TradingView a lot for alerts and price alerts. You know, one thing that I saw recently in our chat was people talking about stop losses and how to utilize them properly. And one thing that I want to mention is for me personally, when it comes to stops, I like to set a stop not at the exact level that I want myself to exit a trade, but a little bit beyond that level because I want to wait for a 15 minute or an hourly close at that stop above or below that stop before I determine that, okay, that's it. I'm out of this trade. And so a lot of people, they get wicked out because they've got their stops in the order books. Whereas you could just set a price alert. You can understand that your risk is still being managed because you still have a stop set. It might be a little bit beyond the stop, but it's just in case an anomaly comes into the equation, especially with Bitcoin, where it could just dump out of nowhere. You want to have a stop. But at the end of the day, when it comes to normal market behavior and things are fluctuating up and down, you start to see these wicks that come in to take people's stops. And so taking it off the order book and just setting up an alert and being more proactive about your trade sometimes is a better way to manage risk and preserve capital. And so I wanted to just kind of put that out there because I saw some people talking about stops on our discord chat. Omar says, do you trade Bitcoin ETFs on Binance? No, I don't personally use Binance 
all too much to day trade Bitcoin. I like to use some of the other platforms. Um, you know, Bybit's actually a platform that I'm starting to experiment with. Uh, but of course, with MT4, I like to utilize that because of the mobile app. Uh, but I saw that Bybit has uh, a lot of great mobile capabilities, which is, is what's leading me towards it right now. Um, but I've used Gemini, I've used Kraken, I've used Binance. Um, and, you know, I kind of like to switch things through. D E L A George says those days where you used to drink LaCroix. I'm a little bit healthier now. I've got tea instead. David says tracking margin trading portfolio separately than long term portfolios along with other stocks and commodities gets a bit overwhelming. But I remember you said trading is like having a business. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to realize that markets fluctuate, right? Sometimes the stock market's hot and then sometimes the crypto market's hot and then sometimes the Forex market's hot, right? And so you have to just kind of have a feel of things like right now. And I mentioned this in our chat. I feel like there's a potential of a top and therefore I'm lowering my capital when it comes to trading and I'm being a lot more precautious. I'm being more active and proactive with my stops, moving them to break even just because of the fact that there's a potential of a top and we're just not in this middle area where there's a potential for a continuation versus more of a consolidation. And then once we confirm the next level of the trend, whether it's above 10,500 or below 8,700 at that point is which where we can start increasing capital if we know, okay, we're seeing a reversal, we're seeing a bloodbath, let's hop onto the short boat, right? Or, okay, things are continuing up, we're starting to see more bullish momentum, let's hop onto the bullish boat, right? So, Roy says, what's your opinion on Digibyte, DGBBTC? So remember, Bitcoin dominance, if we look at this chart here, we're starting to see altcoins gain some strength when it comes to Bitcoin dominance versus altcoins. And that to me is a positive sign for altcoin growth. Of course, over the long term, I don't like to hold altcoins. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that when it comes to trading, it doesn't matter what asset it is just about the opportunity cost, the risk to reward. Uh, when you look at something like Digibyte, for example, I'll tell you this right now, we're a bit overextended from this 50 day moving average. And you can see we kind of saw this huge rally up where we topped out and now we've come down. So we can still assume that we're in this bearish trend. You can also see we've kind of got this resistance level here as well that's forming here and it's kind of maintaining itself as a resistance. So I would say until we can see a break of this resistance, then we can't assume any higher level. So we really need to get over 210 Satoshis before we can assume any continuation. Now, I like the fact that we've got a lot of this buy volume, but remember, if we look at the majority of volume, we can see sell volume here. So good chart here. Any other requests before I wrap this live stream up? I think we went through a lot. I do want to mention this one more time, though. Uh, remember what we're looking at here on June 27th, we saw total transactions fees see a one year high. And then that was the top of that rally. And you can see if we look at what happened on May 21st, we also saw total transaction fees hit a new one year high. And that was uh, right on May 20th. And so you can see that this could potentially bring us down. And here's the actual chart for you to look at. You can see when we look at the one year chart, we've come so high up. And so one thing I'm going to be watching over this weekend is are we going to come and break this new support level of around 161 when it comes to total transaction fees and then come down because that could confirm that we've topped out with total transaction fees like we did here in June. And of course, that was the top of the market. Or are we going to continue to see another higher high, which could potentially lead us to higher price levels for Bitcoin as well? So I think that that's another important factor to watch here. 
and I will be keeping track of the total transaction fees over the next few days as we head into the weekend. But realize that next week is going to be very interesting when it comes to all markets, especially because you can see we closed out here with this huge red candle when it comes to this uh, major indice in Hong Kong. And then, of course, when we look at what's happening here in, in, in China, you can see as well, we've also closed the week with this big major bearish candlestick actually breaking that 50 day moving average and closing below it. And so we've yet to see that with the traditional markets in the US, of course, the spy seeing resistance currently at that 100 and 200 day moving average, it could potentially follow these markets and come down to that 50 day and it could be a big bearish candle just like we saw with the other major indices. And if that does happen, it will bleed into Bitcoin and gold. And mark my words when I say that, because we saw what happened earlier this year when we saw the bloodbath across all markets, no one can stay away from the repercussions of a major market reversal, right? And so all assets will suffer. And so be very careful as we head into this weekend and realize that we really want to watch, is Bitcoin going to find a top at this level or not? And of course, we have that high potential for not above that level of 10,500. And with gold, interestingly enough, as I talked about before, we're so far away from this 50 week moving average that you can see here that we're all the way up here right now. And when you look at gold in any sort of bullish trend in the past, you can see it doesn't like to stay too far away from that 50 week moving average. You can even see here during the big gold rush here, it kind of kept right near that 200 or that 50 week moving average as it started to go up. But you can see here when it saw an exuberance too far above that 50 week moving average, it eventually came down and corrected itself. And so you can kind of see what's happening here where we're very overextended with gold. And of course, if gold is going down, if major indices are going down, Bitcoin will most likely follow. We've never seen Bitcoin just do the complete opposite in an irrational way, right? It's always followed the other markets. And so if we come down here for gold, the first support level is going to be 1675. If we break that, then we come down to 1600. And then from there, we potentially come to retest that level, or we can even come down a little bit more. I don't think we'll come all the way down because I think gold, Bitcoin and silver are really going to be the big performers over the next few years. I would say the next one to two, maybe even three years with all the quantitative easing and money printing going on. Della says, would you say it's a good idea buying BTC and taking profits for a short time before price goes into our low entry for long position? Um, I would say that you just have to be very careful at these levels right now. Um, until we have a confirmation, I don't see a reason to just fly into Bitcoin right now. So FU says Bitcoin's at 9,300 now. I think it will go up higher during the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be consolidating between that 9,600 and that $9,000 level for some time, I think. Um, I don't think we'll see anything beyond that. Who knows, though, the weekend typically tends to have a lot more manipulation than other days, especially because the CME markets are closed. And so a lot can happen and anything can happen during the weekend. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. So I'm going to wrap up this live stream. It's already been over 30 minutes. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys appreciate this content, make sure to like this video and I will see you guys on Monday as we start to see how these markets unfold. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Snipers out. content, make sure to like.